0: You're listening to the Drive Forward Podcast. We're cruising through the latest in transportation to inspire a better tomorrow. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Drive Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Jankowski. Today, we're chatting with Guna, the American Society of Civil Engineers 2020 president. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Guna. We're super excited to have you here, so let's go ahead and dive on in. Why don't you start off by telling me a little bit more about your role at the American Society of Engineers.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you here talking about my role with ASCE, the American Society of Civil Engineers. As you probably know, ASCE is the oldest engineering society in our country. It has memberships over 150,000 members now, spread around 177 countries around the globe. Even though it's the American Society of Civil Engineers, it's more of a global organization with a very large footprint. So I've done a number of things with ASCE, holding a number of positions, you know, attending a lot of conferences and events. And and then went through the ranks of the geographic units, served as the High Plains Branch President in Texas. And when I moved to Utah, served as the leader for the geotechnical Technical group. Served as the Utah Section President, then as a Region Eight Governor, then as a Region Eight Director, served on the ASC Board, and now has the unique privilege and honor of representing all the 150,000 plus members around the world as its President currently for the year 2020.
0: Wow. That's quite impressive. It seems like you've seen quite a bit of the facets of that organization and served quite a few different roles there. Well, I know one of the challenges right now that ASCE has taken on is really peering into the future 50 years from now in an attempt to imagine and envision futuristic civil engineering concepts. And you dubbed it as the Future World Vision Project, dividing efforts into five futuristic cities, including the floating, frozen, mega, off-planet, and rural cities. It appears you're beginning first with the floating city. And I've seen some images on your website which indicate structures in the water with reimagined energy concepts, including solar power and using microwave to bring that power from space back to Earth. Can you tell us a little bit about the Future World Vision Project and how you foresee it leading the way for civil engineers in the future?
1: This is one of the things you know a lot of us have been thinking about in terms of what do we do to you know make... Civil engineering, exciting. I've been talking about this uh, through my term as a president-elect and stuff through various institutions, like a great institution, uh, talking to faculty and others and say, what do we need to do to attract the best and the brightest to our profession? ASC has an advisory group called the Industry Leaders Council. And so when they were talking about what do we do to do, excite and make civil engineering very exciting, so this kind of was born out of that conversation under the leadership of Jerry Buckwalter. So came up with this concept of the future world vision. So we had contracted with Alex McDowell and Altman, Will and company to look at, you know, what are the trends, what do we need to be looking at? And so they've done a lot of research and a lot of minds have been working trying to come up with this. And so they came up with a timeline of what we potentially could see, the evolution of how we as human beings will habitat on this planet, and maybe even outside, in terms of all the new things that are coming up. And this floating city is one of the concepts. So what we've said is over a period of time that we will see migration into different forms of communities that we would conglomerate come into and uh, and live in the future. Well, in some of these coastal areas, with climate change and the sea level rise, you know, there are going to be situations where people who can, will float off into this ocean and live on water surfaces, and others would probably go to higher grounds to find uh, shelters and live off of higher grounds. So that is the, the concept there for a floating city. So a lot of research has gone in, in terms of what would this be and so on. So we said, okay, what do we need to do as civil engineers to prepare our folks for the future that we envision? For instance, we said, okay, how do we change the curriculum now and be able to address these types of issues which we could be seeing. And some of these things are already happening. As I said, people are thinking, students are thinking, the next generation is already envisioning, you know, floating off into an ocean and creating a community. Uh, And you mentioned about, you know, energy. We talked about, you know, how do we do waste management? You talked about solar and microwaves. And there is also some years ago, and one of the leaders, part of the ILC, was in charge of the naval fleet and in that harnessing wave energy to energize some of the submarines and so on. So the technology is out there, so we're just trying to bring it together and show you know, what it could be in the future, but we're just exploring the possibilities. Civil engineers need to be prepared to be able to address some of the challenges. We can't be caught flat-footed. So that's the reason why ASC is undertaken this project of future world vision, looking into the future.
0: Absolutely. I think you've hit a a great point there, Gunan, saying that this is definitely something to excite the future generation of civil engineers and get them, you know, turning those wheels in their head to start maybe rethinking some of those futuristic problems. You know, speaking of really exciting technology today, many civil engineers are tasked with re envisioning mobility and getting our current infrastructure up to par to adapt to those changes, such as. Autonomous and connected vehicles. And your futuristic vision problem shares that civil engineers need to become masters of systems integration. I think that's a really great term. How do you see civil engineers rethinking our current infrastructure to steer us into the future of mobility? And what are those important things to consider along the way?
1: So, I've always said, you know, about mobility, and as we discussed earlier, in terms of we talk about congestion is more concrete and steel the solution? Probably not. We need to look at as a society to see what are the challenges, how it's best addressed while we continue to preserve the resources and preserve this planet that we call home. So I think when we start to think, we need to think outside of the box. We need to not be forced into thinking the way we've been thinking in the past. And that's why we need to be more very creative. And I think that's what's going to excite our profession and excite the next generation is, you need to be able to think out of the box, come up with solutions, and try to figure out a way to implement these things. So it takes a lot of things to make this thing happen. It, it, it takes creative thinking, the innovation part of it, then it, you know, we need to talk about collaboration, And then how do we go about implementing it so that we can all be comfortable with the solutions that we are putting out there that's going to serve our current society as we see it now and also probably into the foreseeable future.
0: Absolutely how do you foresee projects like what we're trying to do here at Illinois center for transportation, which is to build a high speed autonomous and connected vehicle track known as the Illinois autonomous and connected track at the former air force base in Rantoul, Illinois. How do you, how do you see university projects like these making a real world impact and a difference for both the public and the next generation of civil engineers?
1: I mean, most of, most of you are already doing it, you know, You've you, you got these institutions that's the incubator for creative thinking. You know, we need to, you know, open it up a little bit more, you know, make sure that, you know, we continue to keep thinking out of the box. So, as I said before, you need to have that ability to freely think. And then the other thing that you're already doing is you're already collaborating with the industry. You know, that's very essential to bring those two groups to meet and 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 to explore some of these things of the future and then you need the leadership and the commitment and that's kind of one of the things that we're fighting right now is how do we transition this from the incubator there with all these great ideas and stuff that's being being tested and so on and you know it takes some leadership and and courage to be able to implement it in real life and then be able to, you know, address those kinds of issues and take it. You know, one of the things that i learned over the course of the time is, you know, everybody talks about Einstein and the things that he uh, helped us and opened our eyes to. But I had heard that one of his biggest attributes was his ability to explain a very complex scientific theory in very simple terms. That's one of the things that I think we as engineers and those in these up situations and opportunities should be able to put it in terms where the general public is able to understand and relate so that they you know, are able to buy into what you're proposing and help you implement these things so that it benefits everybody. But civil engineers need to provide the basic infrastructure wherein the technologies can be deployed and safely used. Because the ultimate you know, vision and mission of ASCE is to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the general public.
0: It sounds like a, a great vision for the future. And speaking of visions, you know, what's, what kind of a legacy do you hope to leave during your time as, as president of the American Society of Engineers?
1: It's very humbling for the opportunity that I've had, but I think the word legacy is a very big word, but the duration is a very short duration. Uh, One of the things that I came and promised folks as one of my top 10 vision statements, the top one is to make this organization more transparent, make it more diverse, make it inclusive, nimble and sustainable for the foreseeable future so that it continues to serve our members because it's an organization of individual members and to serve the profession. So I'm just doing a very little part, you know, with the support of a lot of folks. And I hope when people look back at this time, they will not only look at me as a COVID president who canceled a lot of events and made everything, but I look at it as an opportunity, you know, to go virtual and also be able to reach more people and to communicate with them, share with them, and for them to communicate with me and the board, share with us their views of what they would like for this organization to be in the future. So it's, it's been a fun, fun opportunity and a, I consider it to be a privilege and an honor. And I always close my remarks by saying, I'm passionate about this profession. I'm very optimistic about the future. And I'm very proud to call myself a civil engineer.
0: Wonderful. Well, Guna, it certainly sounds like you set a great precedent for future presidents of this organization. And we really appreciate your willingness to chat with us today. That's all I had. And thank you again for joining us on the Drive Forward podcast and listeners. Thank you so much for staying tuned in. The Drive Forward podcast is a production of Illinois Center for Transportation, a research center of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. We invite you to subscribe to the Drive Forward podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And while you're there, feel free to like or rate us. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation rolling by using the hashtag DriveForward.